Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Friday Follow Up here on the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and we have made it through another week. If you have been an avid listener, uh, we got a little surprise yesterday. By we, I mean you, the listener, from me. Uh, it was my first non-Friday follow-up solo episode. And uh, you can go ahead and give it a listen, but there's more to come. I kind of explained the, the future of the podcast, which I'm very excited about. So feel free to give yesterday's episode a listen. I uh, hope you guys had a great week. Uh, we're getting just absolutely crushed with more rain and snow here in Utah. And I know a lot of people relate to me because I've, I've, it's now come up multiple times in conversation, but this has been a very long winter and it's been very, very challenging um, because usually I, I can ski a lot and, and naturally it's been an incredible year of skiing and I haven't been able to get out much. I've been focusing on work. Uh, maybe, maybe too hard, you know, uh, maybe I should have gotten out and skied a little more, but the good news is the season's not over. In fact, uh, next weekend I am headed to steamboat, uh, to go ski out there with some friends. So lots of skiing. Uh, and in fact, I'm probably going to get up and, and try to do a little bit more, but you know, it's been a tough winter. I'll be honest. And I, and I know a lot of people are feeling it. Just felt like it's dragged on. We've had a lot of bad weather. And, you know, I can't speak for other places, but I know here we haven't gotten nearly as much sunshine as we usually get in the wintertime, which has really been the biggest challenge for me. Like all humans, right, I, I thrive with sunshine. I know some people more than others. Personally, this this winter, and I think I've mentioned before, has has kind of opened my eyes and made me realize that I actually value sunshine and you know warmer climates maybe a little bit more than i realized so some changes uh will most likely be coming for next winter but uh i digress uh still been a great uh great year so far a lot coming up um been working hard on a lot of things which i'm really excited about like I teased yesterday, hint, hint, if you want to go listen, we've got some potential opportunities outside of real estate. So go listen to yesterday's episode. Um, you get a little bit more information. But today, so I mentioned yesterday what the plan was for my podcast. To, so Fridays are going to be more about like kind of what's happening in life as opposed to business. But we really need to talk about uh, so I'm recording this as I always do on, on Wednesday, right? So, uh, today the fed announced a 25 basis point increase, which I said was coming. We've all, I mean, if you pay attention, uh, so I was on a, a networking, uh, virtual networking meetup group on Monday and, you know, they had this capital raiser on who's raised tens of millions of dollars you know he's kind of now he now he coaches capital raisers 
and it's not Hunter Thompson. It's not Hunter Thompson. And uh, he was talking about how uh, let's let me find uh, who it was because he was a super awesome guy. And uh, he we were talking about he was talking about how if you want to be a good capital raiser, then you need to know what's happening in the marketplace. And I'll say this, it, it really doesn't just go for capital raisers. If you want to really, if you want to be a good investor, it's so, so important to know what's happening economically. And that doesn't just go for us economics. Although, you know, that's, if you're only going to choose one, obviously choose, you know, us economics, but to be hundred percent honest with you, it's really, really important to know what's going on in the world. And in order to know what's going on in the world, you need to read the news. And so I know I've talked about how you shouldn't read, uh, mainstream news and that is pretty true right like uh by mainstream you know i'm talking like our let, let's put it this way I, and i don't want to get outside of of talking about like business and economics here because you know i try not to get super political although it, it does happen right it's all intertwined but basically what i'm getting at is it's you you shouldn't be getting like you shouldn't be getting your financial news from Fox News, from CNN, even CNBC. You, you got to be careful. So the one that was recommended and and it works out perfect and uh, made me feel really good because I've already been doing this. But I read Wall Street Journal every morning. I drink my coffee and I read the Wall Street Journal, and and. The reason that it's important capital raising is because when you're talking to investors, it's important to know what's going on economically, right? So you can tailor that to your conversation to help them kind of plan around what's happening, uh, you know, to help them plan around what's happening in in the country and, and what to do with their money and how to prepare and different things like that. Now, I'm not a financial advisor, right? So I never advise simply just you know, help people understand. Uh, okay. So the man was, um, and I, and I've heard him speak before. He's actually spoken at, on raise masters before, uh, Edmund chin, great guy, super knowledgeable, um, super down to earth too. Very, very approachable. But basically what he was saying is that, you know, you should be reading the wall street journal for an hour every day. So, you know, what's going on. And I already do that, which is perfect. At least 30 minutes every morning, like I said, with my coffee, and and it's super important to know because it, it will help you make informed decisions. And I've talked about this be before that think about a decision you've made and don't get me wrong. I'm all about spontaneity and off the cuff. But when it comes to investing, the more information, this is a tough thing to say. I don't want a blanket statement this. I don't want to say something like the more information you have, the the better decision you're going to be, because there is such a thing as analysis paralysis where you can get too much information. But it's important to know who you're investing with and, and why, right? Those are very important. 
And certainly there are investors. I have some investors in my group who just follow my lead. And, you know, that's totally fine too. It's totally up to you how you want to make your investment decisions. But having correct information is important, right? So you can at least have an idea of what's happening. And and I will say this about the investors who just follow my lead. They are informed. They're intelligent humans. They understand what's happening economically. So they know why they're doing it. And, you know, uh, one of them is a very, very good friend. And so, you know, it, it's more like just, it, it's a no like, and trust thing, right? He, he just trusts that I'm not going to lead him astray. It also helps that I'm investing in everything alongside my investors. That is super, super important, especially in the beginning. Um, that's how you're really going to get the trust. And that's really why I was able to raise the 200,000 last year because I was investing as well and, and I still stand by it. And it's been a great investment. But what I'm getting at is, is to come full circle is the, the Fed raised interest rates 25 basis points. And if you've been reading financial news, that's not a shock to you. In fact, they were even potentially thinking about going another 50 basis points or 0.5, whatever you want to call it. I'll teach you guys a little lingo. If you want to sound like you're really into finance and you and you're you're a, you're a finance guy or or girl, is say BIPs. Say, oh yeah, the the Fed raised raised uh, the Fed rate increased by twenty five BIPs because basis points is uh, is shortened into how you would put it. Is you would put twenty five uh, B PS, right? So BPS, uh, which, you know, is like BIPs basically, right? So there's a little lingo for you in the biz. Uh, so they raised another 25 basis points, 25 BIPs. We knew that was coming. There was talk of them not raising it at all, but they've made it very clear that their ultimate goal is to get a grip on inflation. And that's what what they've what they've been able to do is they've been able to show us that they're that it is possible to tighten to tighten monetary policy and still protect the system right the the banking collapses were not they are because the Fed raised interest rates super fast, but they're really when they when you boil it down, it's it's mismanagement of risk, and you know these banks invested too much at too low of an interest rate, and they were not able to get out of it. You know, um, Silicon Valley Bank had a twenty billion dollar uh, bond portfolio, which included. Uh, mortgage-backed securities, which you guys might recognize from those from 2008, and then also treasuries. And the average rate of return was like 1.79, 1.8%. And then when you can go out onto the market and get you know 4% right now, or I think the 10-year treasury is at like 3.8, that's you're going to get crushed, right? There's no value. You're not going to find anybody who really wants these 1.8% interest rate bonds you know, the only perk is, you know, having them through maturity, getting the principal back plus the interest. Now on $20 million or excuse me, $20 billion, 1.8 is not bad, right? Especially when you're trying to be safe, 
which is ultimately what they were going for. But basically, the the Fed has made it clear that they're trying to get a hold on inflation. Now, what they did say in today's meeting is that this could potentially be the last one of the year. Could potentially. They're going to keep an eye on it now. Ultimately, I think they'll go one more 25 basis point rate hike, and that will come in a couple months, and then they'll leave it. And that's been their plan all along is this hike, one more hike, and then just leave it. And that'll put put it right at about 5 to 5.25% in terms of the overnight rate. And, you know, it hasn't been that high since 2007. And... You know, with the banking collapse, the increase in interest rates, like there's going to be some tightening of spending. People are going to be afraid now. And that's what they're going for. They really want to slow spending. And then eventually what their plan is, is to, you know, maybe by December. So basically like end of Q4, beginning of Q1 next year, which I've been saying all along, start to slowly bring it down. Right, which will kind of again signal, you know, an expansion, an economic expansion. Right, so this is a, um, you know, they're contracting an economic contraction right now, and then ultimately, you know, by next year, begin to slowly expand the economy. Now, whether or not that works, we'll see. Right, we've seen some. Banking collapses, uh, you know, UBS. If you guys haven't heard, UBS had to buy Credit Suisse. It was basically a forced merger by the Swiss government, which now makes UBS like a banking conglomerate, especially in Switzerland, which is basically like 80% of their their economy is banking, right? Like they're the banking capital of the world. Just go to Geneva. You can see it. And... So, so what's happening and how this all relates to real estate, especially commercial real estate, excuse me, I'll take a sip of water, is when interest rates are unpredictable, it makes it where the market becomes unpredictable, right? So sellers aren't really ready to bring their prices down because interest rates haven't settled. Once interest rates settle and we have a clear understanding of what's going to happen, then what will happen is when the market is made, is, is prepared for interest rates to stay high, you know, like let's say, you know, the fed is like, okay, this is where interest rates are going to stay. And everyone's like, all right, well, interest rates, you know, these high interest rates are here to stay. What you're going to start seeing is you're going to start seeing sellers who are like, okay, I'm going to have to bring my price down because it's going to have to match interest rates. Like people can't hold on to their assets for forever without refinancing or selling some kind of disposition because, you know, your longest fixed rate term is 10 years on for commercial real estate. So, you know, if you're coming up against a 10 year loan now, your only two options are going to be to refinance to a higher interest rate or sell it, right? And if you're selling, you're going to have to sell into a high interest rate market, which means you're going to have to be willing to bring your price down. So there's a lot of variables at play that are kind of 
you know, still up in the air, so to speak. And it's making it very challenging. Now acquisitions are still happening. Deals are still happening. They're still out there. Right. It just, it makes it challenging to navigate, especially because, you know, if you've ever bought a house, you know that your interest rate isn't necessarily always locked in right at the beginning. You know, so, uh, a lot of times it can change throughout the closing process, especially now with, you know, the increased variability that we're having. So it, it's made it a challenging market to navigate, which is why transaction volume is down. Now, naturally, this is a, a slower time of year anyway. So there's a lot, lot going on, a lot to keep an eye on. And it lends itself to being smart with your money, pay attention, right? And, you know, this there's going to be opportunities that present themselves. And so it's going to be very, very important. In fact, I know what I'm going to talk about next week is I really want to talk about understanding risk and how to understand your risk profile and, you know, why mindset around risk is so important because risk is a perception thing, right? Like some people, when I was a stockbroker, there were people who loved the penny stocks, what we call pink sheet, which are not listed on your typical like NASDAQ and New York stock exchange. You know, their companies don't have to release their filings every quarter. Like you're, you know, like how Apple and Tesla, you know, have their quarterly earnings calls these pink sheet stocks don't have to do that. And what I'm getting at is that people, some people love that stuff because, you know, they traded for less than a dollar. It wasn't crazy for them to trade for, you know, a 10th of a cent, you know, so less than a penny. Right. And so, you know, you can go buy a hundred thousand shares for, you know, a thousand dollars, right. Or whatever it was. Right. And so, and so what happens is if if all of a sudden that goes to one cent, well, I mean, you just, you know, basically doubled your money, right? And so people like that and were willing to take that risk. And others thought it was crazy, right? They only wanted to trade blue chip, blue chip stocks. It's just like your Apple and your Nike and, you know, your, your uh, kind of more predictable stocks in terms of, you know, what they're going to do, how their earnings are going to go. You can, you know, chart them and, and get an idea of, of what's going to happen more or less. Right. It's obviously, you know, we all know the stock market can change on a dime. So you can never truly predict or understand. Well, you can understand, but you can't truly predict. And so, you know, a lot of people, and so that, that translates, right. For me, I I have a low risk tolerance. I am willing to take a risk for a higher return because I'm young and because to me, money is a replenishable resource and, and you can always go make more of it. I understand not everybody agrees with that. I totally get it. So next week, I'll kind of explain my mindset, my understanding there. There's some things, some, some things at play there. But ultimately, you know, it's important to understand your risk. And so what I'm getting at is that with this ever-changing environment, it's important to learn your risk profile and then find things that fit that risk profile. And they are available. And those opportunities will present themselves. 
But you need to start paying attention now so you know when something is an opportunity. That's ultimately what I was getting at. So that's the show for today. Really just wanted to discuss the Fed rate hike and you know what it means and how it relates economically. Still a lot to keep an eye on, still a lot unknown, right? We still haven't seen the full fallout from these banking failures. As I mentioned before, Silicon Valley Bank had a $20 billion bond portfolio. A lot of that was mortgage-backed securities. And once they unwind those, meaning they sell them out into the market, that's a lot of bonds going out into the market, which when there's a large sell order, so a lot of stuff is being sold, that drives the price down, right? Because there's more supply than there is demand, basic economics. So something to keep an eye on as we move forward. I'll certainly keep you guys updated as always. I appreciate you listening. Very, very grateful for you guys. Downloads are starting to increase, which I love to see. And I will, uh, please follow me on social media at Johnny Katani, Johnny with no H, J-O-N-N-Y-C-A-T-T-A-N-I. You can find me on all your favorite platforms. I will talk to you guys next week. Peace. Oh, actually, one last thing. Finally got everything working. Go to investwithkatani.com and... Um, my video series is almost done and will be released soon. And that list will get it first. So investwithkatani.com, sign up for my mailing list. And for the five steps to passive investing, very, very excited. I will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to KataniCapitalGroup.com to learn more.